Hey everybody, welcome to Tipping the Turtle. I am, as always, Jeff Silvers, along with my broadcast colleague, Nick Bryant. Hey, hello! Voices just get better every episode, Nick. Can't wait. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, today, Nick and I are going to be delving into um, religion, and we're going to be figuring out which religion is right. We're going to just, we're going to do a deep dive Talk about Judeo Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, and at the end we're gonna we're gonna figure out which one of those is correct. I did uh, not do enough homework on this one. No, we're talking about uh, video games. That's what we always talk about. Um, today, actually, we're gonna do uh, something I like to call Devil's Advocate. I literally just made that title up. Actually, awesome. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like to call Devil, it that. Devil World's Advocate. Ah, uh, hey, that's a go. deep cut. <laughs> um, it's a Famicom game. This is a Famicom deep cut. This is a. We're going to talk about first uh, some games that had very poor reception. People didn't like them. They, you know, poor reviews, the whole thing. That we actually enjoyed and talk about what we were able to pull out of those games that we liked. Um, and then after the break from that, we're going to talk about some games that everybody loves that we just can never get into for one reason or another. Uh, in particular, games that we probably should like. Because they kind of mesh with, you know, the type of stuff that we do enjoy, and we just can't get into them. So. I got a real bad one on my list. <laughs> bad <laughs> one. Everybody loves this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at... You've got a couple, actually. Yeah. You're going to piss some people off, Nick. I might piss some people off, yeah. We're going we're gonna to lose viewers. Listeners. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. you know, they view their phone as they hit the play button, I guess. That's true, yeah. Viewers. Uh, that's coming up today on Tipping the Turtle. Nick and I were talking about this, and we both have we both have some lists. We're going to start off by talking about games that um, received some poor, very poor reviews when they came out. A couple of them on this list are considered some of the worst games of all time, uh, but we actually kind of enjoyed them. Why and, uh, don't you kick us off? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to start with one uh, that... <laughs> this one, I don't know why you like it. I enjoy this one. Um <laughs> We actually talked about this, in fact, just last week. Uh, Pac-Man on the Atari 2600. Um, so after I just got done last week talking about how that game helped kill video game, like killed the entire fucking industry. It might uh, be literally the worst game that, that was ever created first for many all, reasons. No, first of all. <laughs> so that if you didn't listen to last week's episode or whatever... Uh, Atari made their own version of Pac-Man. I mean, it was like a licensed version from Namco. Um, they made their own version for the Atari 2600 in, uh, I think, like, 1980. No. 82. Um, and it was, uh, it wasn't very similar to Pac-Man. It didn't look like Pac-Man. It didn't really play that much like Pac-Man. I mean, it pissed a lot of people off when it came out. Okay. They, they sold it hoping that the name would get people to buy it, which it did. It's actually the best-selling Atari 2600 game of all time. But like a ton of those were returned, and uh, it was a, a huge smear on Atari, who um, you know had a pretty good reputation by that point, and it was sort of a harbinger of things to come when the industry started falling apart after that. Yeah, you should really check that episode out. That's a really good deep dive we did on that. Yeah. Um, that said, I kind of like this. I feel like if you play Pac-Man on the twenty-six hundred, and you don't play it, don't play it as a Pac-Man game. If you're playing it as if you're playing it like to emulate playing the arcade Pac-Man, it sucks. You're wrong. As that, yeah, <laughs> you can't. You, you should not do that. Um, but as just like if you played, if it hadn't been called Pac-Man, if it had been called like Chompy Butt Person, Chompy Butt, or any of the other fuck, because there were the video game industry was like. Replete just with filled Pac-Man to clones, beyond capacity, bursting at the seams with just Pac-Man, running clones. over the brim with Pac-Man clones, just at the time. leaking out of every hinge. Yeah, it was the floor was oily with Pac-Man clones, <laughs> just tons of them. And so, if it had been called Chompy Butt 
or, you know, Circle Man or something. Yeah, they could have called it anything cool. I mean, Atari was, like, awesome at doing that. Like, making a, like, dumb game that's just squares moving around. Yeah. Calling it something cool and, like, people liked it. it and obviously Atari had a vested interest in calling it Pac-Man. Don't get me... I mean... Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying they should have called it something else. I'm saying if it had been called something else and it wasn't supposed to be the home version of Pac-Man, but it was just, like, a clone of Pac-Man... It's not a bad game. It, it's fun to play still. It's not as fun as Pac-Man. And it doesn't play like Pac-Man very closely. It's not a bad game. Nick looks you incredulous. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like it. I, I don't enjoy the, the way that it feels when you play it. And like, I'm, not, I'm not primarily an Atari 2600 gamer. Before I met Jeff and we became friends, I never even considered ever owning or playing one i just thought it was like some old man's console you know like <laughs> but i love the shit out of it now i have a harmony cartridge and like all the mm-hmm. atari games that could ever be conceived on the tiniest amount of space that you could <laughs> even believe but um you know but i i've tried that one and i tried it just because i'm like pac-man yay and this is before like i knew that it was shit I knew that it was 25 cents in every bin in every vintage store in the world, but oh, yeah, it's I like, didn't know it's, that's why. <laughs> it's like this and Combat are like the cheapest games to buy. You go anywhere and there's just stacks of was, Combat. Was that the one we made the joke about making a throne out of Combat yeah, I think cartridges? So. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to some video game store. I probably have this photo still, and I took a picture of just like... All the con- I, I think I even rearranged some of them because they weren't all by each other. But like, yeah, you just put them all next to each other. Yeah, there was this like just massive stack of combat cartridges at this one local video game store because it's it you build a house out of combat cartridges. Yeah, nothing will touch the number of combat cartridges that exist in the world. But Pac Man on Atari Twenty Six Hundred is pretty close. Damn. Um, but it is a fun game. If you, I will say, if you don't like it, but you do want to play a fun Pac Man game on Atari. Pac-Man 4K, which we also talked about last week, is a pretty fun, uh, very accurate Pac-Man clone for the 2600, so you should check that out. It's homebrew. You can download it for free. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, let me do one of mine here. So, uh, unless you had anything further to add. There's not much else to say about Pac-Man 2600. Pie boy, (laughs) pie butt, man game. Pie butt? I don't know. (laughs) Call call it anything else. Uh, Trash circle. Um, <laughs> so uh, a lot of mine are actually going to be PS1 games um, I, I guess a lot I, I got two or three on there but um, there's one that I don't even know if any of you guys listening to this would, would have heard of this game but it's called Evil Zone and PlayStation 1 had kind of a lot of these games it's where there either was an existing anime and they adapted it to some form of RPG or fighting game uh, with anime cutscenes um, and things like that or it was uh, a game that was trying to create an anime fandom, uh, or at least seemingly try to do so, by including things like man- like manually made anime cutscenes specifically for this, like Wild Arms, for instance. Great game, by the way, Wild Arms. But uh, Evil Zone, the reason I like it so much is because I'm a huge fighting games fan. Even if it's like the most terrible fighting game, I will typically find something to enjoy about it. Um, Primal Rage, everybody fucking loves Primal Rage. I like Primal Rage because I can fight like a Tyrannosaurus Rex style thing against like a giant ape style thing. But it's really just a technically shitty game, for instance. But Evil Zone is really cool because it's got a lot of really awesome, unique characters. Like uh, the main villain in the game, her name is Ihadolka, which is a cool sounding name. (laughs) She's like a sorceress, crazy person. And then, like, my favorite character, I forget what his name is. I'm going to be bad at forgetting characters' names in this, I swear. But, you know, just so you know what you're getting into. <laughs> but he is, like, this this guy that has, like, crazy sticking up green hair. Like, just sticking straight up. And he's got this, like, pentagram carved into his skin. And he's shirtless. And he's got this sword that has a black blade. Kind of like the, uh, the blade from... Um, the Mandalorian, if you guys have been watching that. This is this is 90s as shit, what you're describing oh, right now. Oh, it really is. <laughs> the thing that sucks the most about this game, to, in a technical, objective sense, is that you don't... You know how you, like, roll forward and hit B to do Sub-Zero's freeze move on Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Well, if there was an equivalent move in Evil Zone, you would just be mashing the square button. Just square. That's the fighting game. 
So it's you just, just mash, mash and square. a button enough times and it makes a move happen? I think there's a couple of buttons they use, but it's literally like one or two buttons. And you're just mashing it, trying to get your move in. But the, the coolest thing about it is like they have all these really elaborate things when you actually land a move. It does this like thing like the, the guy I was just describing. He like does a little swishy thing in the air and draws a pentagram. And then he stabs himself with the blade to release the spirit or something. And then, like, this huge energy thing comes out and, like, whacks the other player really good. Not balanced in any way. Like, <laughs> probably not fun to play with me because I'm the only one that enjoyed it. So I'm like, if I just bat mash the square button enough times, I know that this move will happen. Like, there wasn't, like, an Evil Zone tournament oh, scene. No. <laughs> not, not in any way. But they also had interspersed, like, cutscenes. I can't remember if they were anime or not. I'm pretty sure they were anime at times. Like, uh, when you beat a boss in the story mode or something... There was also a guy that was like a magician in a tuxedo, and like just just random characters like this. They were very interesting characters with interesting cutscenes, interesting moves. That's why I enjoyed it. But I've never heard another human being even mention this game, and I'm absolutely positive it's just one of the trash throwaway games. Is what it's considered on on PS One. Then we look up. We looked up. I think reviews of this one, right? And it was uh, poorly received. It seemed like. Let me just verify really quick because. We've never done a live review lookup on the show. Oh my god, this is exciting. <laughs> People are constantly emailing us, um, and they're saying one thing that they would like for us to do more on the show is Googling You have got to be during the episode. Me. What? It got seven point six out of ten. I'm telling you this game is terrible. Is a being capable of existing in multiple dimensions at one time, and she threatens the world of I Paseru, Happy Island. I think you get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, it sounds like at least one one outlet gave it some good reviews, but for the most part, it seems like it's either been ignored or um, kind of. I mean, just objectively, it's bad. It's a fighting game that doesn't have more buttons than one to push. <laughs> it's terrible. But anyway, that's Evil Zone. So uh, you got another one over here that uh, are terrible, but you love it. Yeah. So uh, back to the future on NES. I'm just going to jump right into this because um, that's the power of love. We just got sued. Oh no, <laughs> Huey, don't, <laughs> don't Huey. That's the power of copyright law. Oh, um, <laughs> giving me the news real bad. <laughs> back to the future on NES is uh, God. People fucking hate this game. It's so the the big beef people have with Back to the Future and NES, um, a couple of them actually. I mean, it's it is difficult as hell. The gameplay doesn't always relate very well to the plot of the movie, and that's a big complaint. People will joke around like, "Oh, I don't remember the part of the movie where he has to throw pies at people or whatever." I get so but, sick of that argument yeah, what with you, movie games. I mean, what do you want a game where a guy tries not to fuck his mom? Because that's what you would get if it stuck to the plot of Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what that's what Back to the Future is. Is Marty McFly trying not to have sex? Did, with did his you mom. want like a real life simulator where the mom's hand, like SNES graph or NES graphics, like floats toward the crotch of Marty and he has to smack it away by jamming the B button? I mean, I what love, did you want? Yeah, I love Back <laughs> to the Future, but I mean, did we need a scene where they're like in the car and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've got to pretend to try to take advantage of you so somebody else can come and pretend to beat me up." By the way, the logic, brilliant. The logic on this, brilliant logic. <laughs> But, I mean, okay, so, yeah, I'm I'm sorry parts of the gameplay don't interweave in this fucking NES game very well with the movie, but uh, it's a fun game. It And, again, it's not awesome, kind of like Pac-Man, when I was talking about Pac-Man on 2600. It's not Is it a side-scroller? What is it? Uh, Back to the Future? Yeah. Um, no, it's it's like a top-down thing. Have you, ever, you, have you ever played Gunsmoke? No. Ah, fuck. Okay. Um... So it's it's a top down thing, but it's like constantly scrolling vertically. Like it scroll it auto scrolls up, and oh, so okay. for the most part, you're Marty and you're walking through a neighborhood, and there are like bullies, like big bully looking dudes walking Just around, endless stream of bullies, and and like girls and like girls with hula hoops that are obstacles. There'll be guys with like glass that are walking back and forth. Um, <laughs> There's always guys with glass walking back and forth. Yeah. 
Just like the movie. And just bees. like the movie. You can pick up, uh, you can get a skateboard that makes you go faster, which is awesome. And there's like a bowling ball you can get. If you get that, you can throw, shoot bowling balls. I mean, it's, I mentioned Gunsmoke because it's kind of like a lesser, to me it plays like a lesser version of Gunsmoke. That might not mm. be a very good comparison because you're not really, it's not so focused on shooting. But, I mean, it's not, and then there are these little mini games. Like between stages, you'll get to like lose cafe and you have to like throw pies at at uh, Biff's gang as they come at you and it's super fucking hard and that's a legit complaint it is way harder than it needs to be but all in all it's not as bad of a game as people including I think we talked about this one time um uh oh my god Zemeckis Robert Zemeckis am I saying that right he hated it he hated it we talked about this on uh, Test Your Might one time I think we did yeah yeah he he fucking hated it he told people not to buy it even wow he was like, this game is bullshit, please don't buy it. Shit. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's not that bad. I think if I think it's one of those games where it was like a bandwagon thing, yeah. where, you know, people initially were able to find ridiculous shit about it, and so everyone just started hating it, because it was it was very so it fashionable to hate it. its reputation like Battletoads does? No. <laughs> okay. It's, I mean, it, it is, again, difficult as hell to play sometimes. I beat it with save states. Battletoads? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I've never gotten very far in Battletoads. I had to, I did a combination of memorizing. It's that one fucking thing. You you know you know what I'm talking about. The speeder yeah. scene. The yeah. speeder level that is unnecessarily long and difficult. I memorized as much as I could, and then when I couldn't memorize anymore, I would just memorize the one section that was coming up, and I just sat there for hours saving and loading states, just getting past this one section. Isn't that the one... I think it's on NES... The Battletoads on NES is the one where, like, you can't beat it with two players because of a glitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, there is... Uh, the Super Nintendo one kept the stage. Hmm. And it's still hard. It's not as hard, but it's still hard. It's ridiculous. The only Battletoads game I played and actually really enjoyed was Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team. And that um, game is actually quite it's pretty good. good. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Um... But anyway, anyway, back to the future. Yeah, back to the future. I mean, again, not fantastic, not as bad as you've heard. You should play it. I will say Back to the Future Part 2 and 3, which is one game <laughs> called Back to the Future Part 2 and 3 on NES. That game sucks all of the asses, and you should not play it. It is fucking awful. It wasn't even originally... like As, as little as Back to the Future has to do with the movie, Back to the Future Part 2 and 3 literally started as some other game. <laughs> and then they just crammed some like time travel shit into it and it take I think I saw somewhere somebody like mapped it out even if you have the whole game mapped cuz it's just a it's a convoluted weird side scrolling mess where you have to like get items and then bring them back to 1955 and then bring other items to 1985 oh man um it takes something like a, like several hours even if you're just doing everything like optimally to beat it and that's not like several hours of just non-stop fun that's several hours of just fucking bullshit so don't play back to the future part two and three definitely give back to the future one a try all right all right so uh i think my next one on this category is gonna have to be one of my favorite shitty fighting games shack fu shack fu uh shack fu is objectively abysmal uh it is just the worst <laughs> But, but you uh, enjoy it. But I fucking love Shaq Fu. Like, <laughs> so it, it's just, like, you name it. It's a mess. Like, it's got Shaq as the main character. And it's not a basketball game. But he's still dressed as a basketball player because that's what he is. <laughs> and he, he has a basketball for some of his moves. He's I think he's the tallest character. But, like... Well, of course he is. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, I mean, he didn't have to be because the other characters are, like, a beast guy, a mummy guy... Like, I think there's a vampire lady. Like, none of this makes any sense. And they're all in this, like, crazy-ass, barren sci-fi hellscape in the background with, like, parallax backgrounds. Like, you can tell it's spent some money on it, you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, it's just awful. It's terrible. But I loved the shit out of it. Because, like, you could, for one, you could find it for, like, $2. Because, like, nobody fucking wants this fucking thing. And then you can just, like, beat the shit out of your friends with Shaq. You know, because Shaq is the best character. I'm sure that he insisted on being the best character. <laughs> I gotta be the best character in this game. I gotta, I gotta be the best. I gotta be the best character. I gotta be the vampire lady. No, no, Shaq, you're, you're gonna be yourself. Yeah, but what if I have things, though? Oh, I said beat the vampire lady. Oh. Not be the vampire lady. Oh, yeah, well. Okay. 
you gotta shoot for your dreams. Anyway, <laughs> Don't let your dreams there's, there's really Shaq. not much I can say beyond that on Shaq Fu. Just like it's it's got moves, just like a fighting game. Um, it's got elaborate stages. The art is pretty good. The it's, art is actually I'm gonna say pretty like very good. I really enjoy the art in that game. Actually, yeah, that's the thing. Like that's the cool it thing about Shaq good. Fu. They put a lot of work into it. It's just the return was dumb. But, like, it looks great. This music is actually pretty good, too. I don't remember it offhand, but I, I do know that, like, every time I pop it in, I'd be like... Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's awesome, you know? And then uh, I think they have those, like, little Super Nintendo sound bites that... Uh, this is for Super Nintendo, by the way. Uh, that, Genesis 2, I think, right? Yeah, it was on Genesis as well. Yeah. Um, I believe there's a Game Boy version? Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I God, I, I can see it. I can see the cartridge in my mind, but I might just be... Translating labels, <laughs> uh, mental Game Boy cartridges. Uh, no, but uh, it's it's just it's it's just a fun little romp, you know. And I actually there was a flea market where I lived uh, when I when I had Shaq Fu as a young I was a young male, and um, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they sold tie dye shirts that they would like superimpose images on. That just random stuff. Like I got one that had the Mortal Kombat logo on it, but there was also ones with like Golden Girls and like just you know flea market shit. Yeah. But one of them was Shaq Fu, and I wore that shirt all over the place. <laughs> it was a tie dye shirt with fucking Shaq on it. The logo with him doing the little tiger claw, Shaq Fu under it. It's my favorite fucking shirt. Tornado got it. Oh, shit. Motherfucker. I want to point out something, because you and I talked about Shaq Fu a little bit. You like this game unironically. There were a lot of people that, because the game was a ridiculous-looking game and a ridiculous-sounding game, oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, what? they like it the same way they like, you know, Manos, Hands of Fate, and that kind of thing, where they, they like it in quotation marks, but Troll it's really... Two or whatever. Yeah, like. they like it because it's they think it's dumb, and they just... they a movie reference, though? I did. Wow. Yeah. That was a good one, too. That was accurate. I know it was. Yeah, well, you got God one turtle right. shell. That's one turtle shell for this one. Are we still doing turtle shells? Yeah, I, I, had, to subtract, shells have? I had to subtract them. You you ended up with one at the end of last episode. You could have had as many as three, but I, I schooled you a couple of times and took away oh, your shells. Right. Yeah. So now you have a total of two shells now. Oh, wow. I yeah. don't know what to do with those. What's the exchange rate on, like, shells, too? Uh, it's the same thing as uh, the Assassin Coins in John Wick movies. Where you can buy a pack of gum with one assassin coin, but you can also buy a car with one, and a, a, a hotel room and guns, like just with one. Hmm. So really, the exchange rate is is a little weird on that. So I'll, I'll get back to you. Anyway, my it's point. not inflation; it's conflation. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, you you like Shaq Fu unironic. You just like it because it's a fun game for you. Yeah, not like oh look at all this. Oh, I like bullshit. how you threw in the little like quiet for you at the end. The what? It's a fun game for you. It's fun. I enjoy, I'll, I'll actually say I enjoy it too. I didn't want to like hijack your whole thing. I like Shaq Fu. Well, good. It's fun hey. to play. I don't even mind the mechanics of it. It's just kind of fun. Yeah, it's it fun is. game. It's kind of fun. Not everything has to be a fucking artistic experience. Especially when you're talking about retro games, man. Like some of the most fun games in the world are like the dumbest looking games now. Yeah. Like you go back and play Asteroids or something, and it's like, oh, look at me! I got a little triangle spinning around. But like. It's just, like, what, are you going to go play tennis? You're hitting a ball around? You f fucking asshole. It's a cool, it's a fun game. It's like chess or checkers or something. Like, it's super simple, you know? It's just fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. You're Shaq. You're being up a, a mummy. Come on. There's a new Live Shaq Fu, and I've not played it. The there's one a new one? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, they shit, made what? They, like, kickstarted a new Shaq. I think they kickstarted it. There's a new Shaq game. I think it's on, like, Switch, PS4. You didn't know that? You're fucking kidding me? Yeah. What? We we we're we're not going to do more googling on the show because right. I don't think our viewers or our listeners can handle the intensity of that much googling on one You've show. You've never had a TV show. Why do you keep saying viewers? I don't know. It's like a. <laughs> Did you have like a previous career in basic cable or something? Yeah, I was Are on you Jim Carrey under that beard. I was on um, Public Access. We had a show. Oh, yeah. Okay. My former host of the show. What happened? You're what the happened second to them. Had to take care of him. Oh. Remember that. All right. She fucking step out of line. Show some fucking respect. <laughs> I was trying trying to tie it into a Shaq Fu joke, but I just couldn't do it. All right. Anyway, um, anyway, you got Shaq one. Fu. You got one left, huh? Yeah, this one I'm kind of weird about. So, because I'm not I, I've not played this game in a minute, but I do know everyone fucking hated it. 
Uh, WCW Backstage Assault. What I, console was this? Uh, N64 and PlayStation. I've played the N64 version. Um, I love wrestling games. I don't know if we've talked about this in the show. I don't think I, we ever delved into it. You're like a uh, huge wrestling fan. Like, oh my at, god, in games, it. outside of games, big wrestling guy. Yeah, I, I, I will the say only I, wrestling thing I ever went to was with you on your birthday. Yeah, that's right. We went to a we went to a show in Oklahoma. Um, I and I've not really followed it too closely uh, lately. I mean, I follow it. I've not watched it. I should say. Um, but I love wrestling games, and uh, one of them was WCW Backstage Assault on the N64 and the PlayStation. I was huge into WCW when this game came out. The premise is the entire game takes place backstage. There's no wrestling ring. There's no audience. You're just fighting backstage the whole time. You start off in like this. <laughs> I didn't know that's what that meant. Yeah, that's why it's called Backstage Assault. They're not fucking around with their title. They're oh my get, god. That is getting right to the point. Literal you, Backstage Assault. Okay. You start off in like some backstage like truck area of the arena. Like you're outside. <laughs> Where they load all the wrestlers from the loading. <laughs> yeah, when they, they unload the pallets of wrestlers. Yeah. Um, Probably that's, pallets of fucking steel chairs. That's where you can. That's where you start off. I mean, you can start in different parts of the backstage area, but you um you have to unlock those. So originally, you start off there, and then you can unlock like a bathroom. You can unlock like the green room, a media room where like they like the production room. And the cool thing is, like in the bathroom, you can like rip the sinks and urinals off the wall, and then like hit them in the head with it, like just <laughs> or th- I think you, there's a button to throw. So you can like rip the you can rip a urinal off the wall and then throw it at the wrestler. This is the Mortal Kombat Sub Zero of pretty much yeah of wrestling up, games. Yeah, went off on a weird <laughs> tangent from wrestling games. Yeah, what the hell? And the, and all the areas are interconnected, so you can like go to the bathroom, fight there, fuck all that up, and then go to the next room over, and that's like the production room. There's like a boiler room you can fight in. Um, what is this? <laughs> it's insanity. It. It got super poor reviews. I didn't know that at the time, because I wasn't, like... When it came out, I was a teenager, and I wasn't, like, following video game reviews, really. I was just, like... I loved WCW. I liked the game that came before this, which was Mayhem. Uh, so I went and got this, and I enjoyed it. I still... I haven't played it in years, but I know the last time I played it was, like, a couple years ago, and I liked it then, too. It's a fun game. Stupid as shit. It sounds ridiculous. But... But, and somehow the graphics um, are worse than the one before it. Like, uh, everyone looks like shit. Wow. But they had a much better creator wrestler mode, so it kind of evened out. But yeah, everyone hated it. It It's definitely an absurd experience, and sadly, it was the last uh, WCW game. Oh, wow. So, which that. is also weird that, like, the last game was, like, this odd, offshoot, weird thing. Strange. Yeah. Wow. But uh, if you... if. If you want, like, a, if you're really into, like, WWE's, you know, more simulated wrestling-based games, I don't even bother with Backstage Assault. If you want to play something that's just fucking bonkers, check it out. All right. I think we got one more in this category. Um, so, this was actually a, a very new game. And, uh, it, like, it was hotly anticipated before it came out. Like, everybody was super excited about this. Um, no Man's Sky uh, for all of the different you know consoles and things like that. Yeah, uh, this is this would be in the PC, PS4, Xbox One era, and um, I owned it for. Um, I, I actually bought it like four or five days after it came out, and uh, it was like I, you know, obviously it was in release state. I don't know what to call that, but yeah, just retail yeah. phase one, whatever. It was in that state. It was normal price, like 50, 60 bucks for a game. Um, I had a PS4 at the time. Bought it. Uh, I got home and played the shit out of it with the kids and we, uh, with my stepkids. And one of them hated it. One of them liked it okay. They, they got like way more ahead of it. And um, I played it and I just, it blew my fucking mind. Because like you're, you basically, it's a huge, op- not only an open world, but an open galaxy like an endless open procedurally generated galaxy full of procedurally generated planets and it's extremely unlikely at the time we're just talking about when it came out Um, i'm sure plenty of shit's changed since then um but like you go in a spaceship and you land on you crash landed on this planet and it's always different everybody always starts out with a completely different game and the game is always different for every single person that ever plays it ever 
it's procedurally generated just like Minecraft. So, I mean, not just like it. I'm sure this is way more complicated. But um, you go in, around and you mine little plants and, um, like, kill these animals, get resources, build things, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but everything is completely unique. And, like, you, you have, like, a hazmat suit on. you got to go grab fuel and stuff. All of this shit is just amazing me. It's just blowing my mind. I'm just wandering through these deliciously awesome alien landscapes, and I'm getting in these spaceships and upgrading my shit and, like, driving around in space and, like, getting in fights sometimes and mining asteroids and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I come to find out everybody is shitting all over this amazing accomplishment. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that. I had no idea. Like, everybody's just, like, super excited for it to come out, including me. I buy it. I enjoy the shit out of it. And then I happened upon an online review on YouTube or something, and they're just like, this is ridiculous. People were, they were mad because, I remember when this came out too, what was it they were mad about that like, they said something about that you would be able to interact with other people? I think that was the main thing that they were mad about, is that they were going to have a, they did have a multiplayer function, but the multiplayer function was like, you can see, I don't remember exactly, but it was like, they wanted a, a pure co-op thing where everybody could come in, go on the same planet, work together, yeah. build stuff. That just wasn't available at the time. And I guess technically they did sort of promise that or something in the, in yeah. the beginning. But the thing is, since, since then, um, you know, I could go on and on about No Man's Sky. But what I'm saying is, like, I didn't talk to a single human being or see a single human being saying a single good thing about No Man's Sky when it first yeah, came it out. Yeah, it was... But I loved the shit out of it. And, like, imagine if you were in, like, 1995 and somebody sat you down in front of fucking No Man's Sky. <laughs> You'd never, ever leave. You would die of starvation before you stopped playing that fucking <laughs> shit. It's everything that your imagination ever wanted. But because it got released now that we're used to big-ass open-world shit, Fallout, Destiny, all this crap, like, we're used to that, so this is informed by that. But if you take it out of that context and you just look at it objectively, even its shittiest version, it is a procedurally generated universe where you can go around and have fun all day long. And it's always going to be unique. That's amazing. And, and you know, I think part of this, too, the the bad reviews around it, which if, if you're not familiar with the kind of reviews they got when it came out originally... Which people, I think, have a much better opinion of it now because it's been like patched and updated They've all done to hell. Free like it's, updates the whole time. Yeah, it's like a it's like a different game now. I mean, not entirely different, but from what I hear, it's it's a much there it's much more feature rich than it was. But uh, to give you an idea of just how prevalent these shitty reviews were, there was a, a website I was kind of on off writing for at the time, and I was writing a piece about just uh, like advertise like false advertisement in video games that had pissed people off and I had proposed doing something about um, No Man's Sky and immediately they're just like ah, everyone's already talked everyone already fucking knows it like I couldn't even I wasn't even allowed to write about it because it was already old news within like a day or two of the game coming out because everybody was talking about how much they fucking hated this game that to me still kind of sounded like an accomplishment and obviously to Nick's opinion having played it was yeah um I think that a lot of that is just because in games now, it's like we have this, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, that it's not going to make me sound like a dick. <clears throat> some people have some sort of sense of entitlement about things, and granted, they did say that those features would be there, but then if they weren't, if you didn't like that, then don't buy the game. Like, Yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't think that this was... Well, no, I'm pretty sure this was kickstarted, actually, or something like that. It was funded in some way. I, I could be wrong about that, but yeah. in any event, like people probably had pre-ordered it and stuff like that under the you know them advertising it. So I'm sure they did have some kind of fall for it. But yeah, like you said, it's like if you just if you really love to play games, maybe just get over it. Sometimes, like I'm really, really <laughs> hoping that Cyberpunk 2077. I have the game, but I don't have a console to play it on because. Fucking nobody's stocking the consoles right now, but um, and I don't want to buy it on PC because I have a shitty PC. But I'm hoping that this is the No Man's Sky of now because everyone's been waiting for Cyberpunk forever. Everybody's now saying it's shit, but everybody was saying No Man's Sky was shit, and it turned out to be one of the best games ever. I played it recently. It is a different game. It's way more fun. It's way better, but I still could have played that shitty-ass little alpha release. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So that's uh, that concludes our bad games that we like. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some games that we know everybody loves. Everyone loves the shit out of these games, and we just can't get behind them. So, we don't like them. Yeah, we don't like them. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. So we are, uh, as promised, we're going to discuss games that everyone else seems to love, except us. We always keep our promises on this channel. Oh, with the voices. Yes, with the voices. I kind of hoped if we uh, had enough space between seasons, you would just stop. But you didn't. You sure kept that up. Well, as my grandmother used to say, you never stop till you pop your top. Who who is this? Uh, who, what it's voice? A ch- it's a chimney sweep. Chimney from, sweep uh, from ancient London. Like ancient London? <laughs> yes. It's like this. Like Mary. This was uh, like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins is what you were doing just now. Oh, that's true. But like a gruffer, like the alcoholic Dick Van Dyke. Ah, uh, that's yeah. sad. Anyway, so the first one I want to talk about is probably going to shock and amaze you. This is the one that'll piss some folks off. First, let me tell you that my favorite video game of all time is Final Fantasy VIII for PS1. But I do not like Final Fantasy VII. <gasps> Everyone loves Final Fantasy VII. In fact, if you take a bunch of people that played Final Fantasy games in their life and you polled them and asked them how many fucking played Final Fantasy VIII, you're probably going to find a great portion of them just never even played Final Fantasy VIII. But every single one of those motherfuckers played Final Fantasy VII. And they loved the hell out of it. I have never, full disclosure, I've never beaten the game. And I've gotten maybe halfway through it. But I gotta tell you, just something about just the the graphics. Um, and I was talking to a friend before this, too, that, that brought this up. And I agreed with him because the, the, just the characters are teeny tiny. And they're just like, you know, they, they didn't. it's like they didn't even try. Like, I could see blocky characters on something like... You know, Banjo-Kazooie or something like that. I'm sure it had some little blocky enemies and stuff like that. Or, like, the Womps in, in Mario and stuff. But I'm talking about, like, these are just awful. You know, and they did a remaster and a remake and stuff. And I'm sure that's friggin' kick-ass. In fact, I plan to play that. But, um... And I'm not saying the battle systems or anything were, were terribly bad. I mean, it's still, like, turn-based combat and things like that. But just the the slogging. You're just slogging through it. And you're not even getting great graphics out of it. Even the backgrounds, I mean, even for PS1, people are going to kill me for saying this, but it's just, (laughs) it's not great to look at. And the story is, is, I've gone through, like, you know, synopses of the whole thing, spoiling it for myself, which breaks one of my cardinal golden rules, but, like, you know, just to figure out what the whole hype was, and, like, it's just, it's a cool story and stuff, but just the execution, just not fun to play, honestly, for me. And I like... RPGs like this and JRPGs, so it's 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 hard for me to say and for to admit, but uh, I'm afraid you're just gonna have to kill me. I don't like Final Fantasy VII, at least not the PS1 version. Um, I maybe if that's the only game I had lying around and I had nostalgia, sure, but I, I'm afraid that that's that's just not the case. But Final Fantasy VIII is is amazing. So if you haven't played Final Fantasy VIII and you're just trying to pick an old Final Fantasy to start with, do eight, not seven. That's my recommendation. I think I own Final Fantasy VIII and I've never played it. I bought it at like a flea market or something, a yard sale. Huh. Or did I give did I give that to you? Did I, I give you a copy of Final Fantasy VIII? I don't know. I don't think I did. No, uh, I know my brother, I think, still has our old copy of Final Fantasy VIII from way back mm-hmm. in the day with the black label. It's actually pretty hard to find the black label one, apparently. Uh, the Greatest Hits one with the green label was yeah. the one that everybody seems to like. I mean, they're the exact same freaking game. There's no yeah. difference between them, but people falling over that. That's probably the case with Final Fantasy VII as well. I've, I've never been super into RPGs, but I feel like I'll give Final Fantasy VIII a try. I've actually wanted to play Final Fantasy VII um, just because it's like, I feel like it's in the canon of games that everyone loves, and at, at a certain point you're like, well, I just want to try it and see what it's what all the fuss is about, but um, I've never played it. I own Final Fantasy VIII, like I said, I've still never played that one either. Yeah. I mean, Sitting like I said, a... I recommend eight. Because it's great, and honestly, I, I think that um, if you play H, 
you'll probably have a similar opinion. This is mm-hmm. just a theory. Because Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8, they have similar battle systems, um, but just executed way differently, and the characters are more well-designed and more developed. The story is very deep and interesting on 8. Some people say it's not that great of a story, but, man, I'm talking about an eternal space wizard lady that is controlling the fates of orphans that she also raised because she was possessed and and then there's all these like guardian forces and like evil beyond time and like all this crazy... I'm sick of video games reusing that same story over and over again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and just like if nothing else in Final Fantasy 8, not to get on a tangent about it, but they have a built-in card game in Final Fantasy 8 called Triple Triad. I would sit there for hours and hours and hours just going around playing that card game with the little characters, because you can run up to characters and play the card game and try to get the rare cards and stuff. With oh, no... Is it like a trading? Like, you can collect... Yeah, it's a trading card game within the game. And you can collect cards? And... Yeah, yeah. and if you want to, you can be a, a dick and, like, take your one-of-a-kind one rare card and turn it into, like, a thousand of an awesome item if you want to. There's, like, ways to do that. It's just such a versatile, excellent game. None of that's in Final Fantasy VII, if you ask me. I'm kind of... Right. I'm a sucker for anything, like, any game that has a bunch of collectibles... Oh god, you'd love so, Final Fantasy. Yeah, I might I might <laughs> have to try it. Um All right, so I was talking about a I'm not super into RPGs, it's not really a genre I play. One genre I do love is old school platformers, like on the NES, Mario and Mega Man. I mean Mega Man's like run and gun, but you know what I mean. Um so I keep trying this game and I keep coming back to it. I don't know how many times I have started this game. And I'm like, this is the one where it's going to click with me, and I'm going to fucking love it. It's Kid Icarus. I should love the shit out of Kid Icarus. It's everything I love in a video game. It's a platformer. It's old school. It has cool little sort of RPG elements without being an RPG. So you kind of like Zelda. Yeah, exactly. So you can build experience, and you can collect items and stuff. And I like those parts of an RPG, so... This should be right at my alley. It's based on, uh, like, Greek mythology, so that's neat. Um, I should love this game. Every time I try to play it, it's kind of fun at first, and I get a few levels in, and I'm just bored to shit, and I just I don't continue with it. I don't hate it, but I just... I should love this game, and I can't. It's almost sad to me how how many times I've tried that I've started this game and I'm so optimistic each time like I have fucking amnesia. I'm like, "All right, this is I'm going to love it. I'm going to love this game and it just never happens." Yeah, that's me with Turok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just God. every time. Every time like I, I love Turok like from a nostalgia perspective, um I believe that a multiplayer function or maybe they didn't, but anyway, you're shooting dinosaurs and stuff, but after like Four seconds, you're like, oh, the controls suck. Oh, I can't do this thing that should be obvious. Oh, great. It's like, oh, I remember I hate this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's two ninety nine. <laughs> well, and Kid Icarus, everyone loves Kid Icarus. It's, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody. It's one of those games that it's like I never played it or heard of it till Smash Brothers had a character called Pit. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those. I shouldn't say it, like everybody, but it was. Um, you know, for old school gamers who play this kind of game, they really enjoy it. And it was the same team that made Metroid. Um, oh, hell. Yeah. But Sounds I like mean, it should be a good game. It, and it probably is. <laughs> but every time I play it, I start off having an okay time. And then it's just kind of, I'm getting excited because I'm like, oh, there's like a Medusa enemy I'm going to fight later. And I know all these things are coming. And I never get to the awesome parts. That I presume must be there because I get to like the second level and I get halfway through it. I'm just like, I don't know. I think I'm just gonna play Mega Man. Yeah. Just turn it off. So yeah, that's that's Kid Icarus for me. Um, I've never played. There's one on I think DS or 3DS. Kid Icarus Uprising. They mm. made a, a more recent one. I think it's a completely different gameplay style. I've never played it. Um, supposedly that is the game that gave us Dark Pit, from what I understand from the Smash Bros. Uh... games most original character that's ever been created. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll play Kid Icarus and I'll I'll finally reach that magical moment where it all clicks for me, but uh has not happened. Yeah, sounds like it probably won't. Well, so, uh, <laughs> thanks for raining on my fucking parade. 
Well, I got another one that's going to shock and amaze you. Because I don't like the newest Mario Kart at all. And obviously Mario Kart, you just hear the two words together and it just every child in the world has just gotten shocked with 10,000 volts of electricity hearing something negative about fucking Mario Kart. But like, and you know, I'm not talking about the like, you're playing with your friends and you get pissed off and throw the controller across the room because they're like way better at it than you are and like, <laughs> you're just pissed off. Not that kind of dislike. It's not that I hate this now because it got hard or something. Yeah, or like, like I'm awesome at this but then like my older cousin comes over and beats the fucking shit out of me at Mario Kart. Like, it's not like that. Yeah. Like, Mario Kart has always been a genuinely enjoyable franchise, even way back when it was on SNES. It was actually, like, super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it, um, like that and F-Zero X and things like that, like, that was just amazing, you know, like, at the time. Um, and then all the way up through, like, you know, the 64 version, the Wii versions, all that stuff, all super fun games. But this one comes out, and I sit down to play with my sisters, and, like... At first, I'm like, fuck yeah, Mario Kart, great graphics, this is great, awesome, sweet, cool. You know, I'm going through it, and I'm racing, and I think I'm doing really great. Turns out I'm in last fucking place. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, A, I don't... Did I miss something? Like, how do I track where I am? Because there's, like, so much shit on the screen, and I'm going to sound like an old doof (laughs) saying this, but, like, there's so much shit on the screen that you can't tell what's going on. Like, you got the overlay of the track, I get that. Okay, but, like, the pace on it is so fast... That is just impossible to keep track of where you are. And not only that, you're not actually... I'm convinced of this. You're not actually playing Mario Kart. You're playing Pickup's Kart. Because all you're trying to do is just get lucky enough to get the pickup that shoots you to the front of the line. And that's always the person that wins. The Bullet Bill pickup, I think he told me. That's what it is. It shoots you to the front of the line, and that's the person that wins every time. Because they just happen to, to do that. You know, and there's plenty of shortcuts. Yeah, you know, the newer Mario kart games you can like go off track a little bit and do a little bit of a harder track and end up slightly ahead that's understandable okay beetle adventure racing for a nintendo 64 had that kind of thing very cool awesome game by the way but this one it's just like you you're not you you don't have to have skill in playing mario kart you just have to play it and then you just win or you don't win you know and if you happen to be a younger person and not a middle-aged guy used to playing Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 Mario Kart and you think it should be a certain pace or something, like, you're at an extreme disadvantage. <laughs> because the, you know, the younger generation of awesome gamers is playing this and this is the pace that they're used to. They're playing it. Um, I don't know how a human could get used to that kind of pacing, but okay, you know. Um, but to me, it's just like, I mean, half the, half the base of people playing this game are going to be older people that played the Mario Karts when they were younger. I can't see how how people get a lot of enjoyment out of this because it's, you know, it's cool to watch the colorful characters zip around the thing and maybe you lose, maybe you win, but this is just like, okay, whoever got that power-up wins. It feels more like roulette. Yeah. Like a slot machine or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like those fighting games that, that just have the one unbalanced character. Like in, in, It's like Jade from Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah. Yeah. Just broken as shit. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mario Kart 8, not a fan. I like Mario Kart 8. Um, I have the Wii U version. I think I've played the Switch version, which is the one you were talking about, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I will say you do have a point that it's... I, I, they've started doing this in some of the... Re- I think even the Wii one does this, um, where the way to balance the gameplay they decided was to make it so that if you're in last or second to last place or third to last you get the more powerful power-ups. And that's fine. I think that's actually a good idea because it does make it a little more balanced and it makes it so that if you're in last place, you're not just like, well, fuck me, I'm just not going to win. But things like the Bullet Bill power-up or like the purple Koopa Shell where like it just comes in and you just shoot it and it immediately finds whoever's in first place and just fucks them. Yeah. Um, fuck those. <laughs> it's yeah. like I mean they've had it's the not blue, fun. They've had the blue shell for a long time. It's like a it's like a staple of Mario Kart. Blue shell's fine. It no, just, it's not. Fuck the blue it, shell. <laughs> no, the blue shell, the actual the older blue shells in the older games, all they do is they seek out the first player, they whack them, 
they very quickly recover and can keep going. Okay, I see what you're saying. Sure, you know that's saying? not that big of a deal. But but when it like knocks you in the air, yeah, wow! now it's like this like, big spherical explosion, and, and like it, you go flying into the air and flipping around, like, and, like you just, just it affects the second and third racers around you, yeah, and, like. It's just, like, ridiculous, and then Lackey 2 has to put you back on the stage, and now you're magically in last place because you were good at Mario Kart, but then you got fucked by a fucking power-up. Yeah. I don't think so. I do agree with that. I I still like Mario Kart 8. I still think it's a fun game, but I do think that the trend in Mario Kart games toward, like, again, the the idea makes sense. Make it so that if you're behind, you get more advantages to try to get caught up. It's not like a pure racing game, but Mario Kart never was anyway. But then, ugh, the fucking Bullet Bill, where you just, you're just like, oh, cool, I'm in first now. Yeah. Yeah, it's the automatic first place item. You That's have to be really far behind to not get in first place with Bullet Bill. I think you have to be, you have to be, like, comically behind everybody else for Bullet yeah. Bill not to put you in first. By then, perhaps you're playing the wrong style of game for your skill set. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe you should have picked a JRPG like Final Fantasy VII. Alright, my last game for this list uh, is one that probably doesn't make sense considering what I just told you uh, in the last segment about... Keep going. Okay. Uh, Doesn't make sense (laughs) based on what I said in the last segment. I love wrestling games. I love different styles of wrestling games. Um... I have never been able to get into WWF Warzone. Ah. Or, and Nick loves it. It's like his favorite wrestling game, which is unfortunate because it means there's like no fucking wrestling game we can play together. <laughs> but, um, uh, I just, and, and Warzone, I think, was, I want to say it was the first in a series of games by Acclaim that used the same engine because there was Warzone, there was another WWF, Attitude was the other WWF game. Wasn't there a Rise War one too? Uh, there was a WWF Raw, but it was a different, whole yeah. different thing. Um, but there's Warzone, Attitude, and then they made some ECW games, which I believe are Hardcore Revolution and Anarchy Rules. Um, I can't play fucking any of them, and I've tried. Especially the ECW games, because it's such a unique idea, because that company went under shortly after both those games came out, and it was hardcore wrestling and, and a little bit different. But I can't get into them. I think it's the... Because they use combinations for the moves, right? You have to do, like, fighter move yep. stuff. Yeah. I, I'm i fine with that in a fighter game, but for some reason in a wrestling game, it just rubs me the wrong way, and I just can't... I can't do it. Wrestles you the wrong way, huh? It, it, I was going to say pile drives me or something, but then I'm like, that's what people talk about when they don't know about... <laughs> if, if you don't know about wrestling and you're trying to make a wrestling pun, they're like, oh, pile driver body slam. You see what I did there? I know Clothesline. what I'm... line. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, they're even, that's even too deep of a cut for yeah, people yeah. that, the kind of people I'm talking about. People that, like, do an elbow drop and they call it a pile driver or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I want to love Warzone. It was also, I think, one of the first wrestling games to have a creator wrestler feature outside of the Fire Pro Wrestling series, which is mostly in Japan at that point. Which I fucking love, actually. If we're going to talk about wrestling games... Uh, that I do love. Fire you should Pro do a whole wrestling. episode on wrestling games. You could blow our minds with your knowledge. Oh, we'll we'll probably do a whole episode on wrestling games, and no one will listen to it. <laughs> it, will, <laughs> it is going to be my like obligatory. Just this is just for me episode. But um, yeah, I just I've never been able to get into Warzone. I want to like it so bad. Oh, it's awesome. They have a great character generator, and and I believe they have a few licensed songs on there mm-hmm. and i mean you got mankind cactus jack and the other one that i always forget undertaker no mankind and cactus jack they're the same dude and then oh oh you're talking about mick foley's person uh uh dude love dude love yeah they yeah. got all those guys on there in fact i believe you can only get cactus jack and dude love by unlocking certain things like doing certain things in the game yeah so there's even like unlockable characters then you got stone cold steve austin gold dust all these Fan favorites, you know, and you just can't enjoy it. I, I I also want to say I think the main reason I want to enjoy it is because, again, you told me you were like, hey, I like Warzone. You know, I, I like this game. from I played it when I was a kid. And in my head, I'm like, oh, cool, that's like a wrestling game we can play. That's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, Warzone sucks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I still have my original copy of Warzone. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you and I have played it, and I think you just handed my ass to me because I was never like I'm just sitting there like trying to figure out the button com. It's the button combinations is what it is. I can't. I don't know why I can wrap my head around it in a fighting game, even though I'm never good at fighters except Smash. But um, yeah, I just I can't. I don't know. I just I suck at the game, and therefore I don't like it. That's what it comes down to. I'm not good at Warzone. <laughs> Are you happy, Nick, that you made me admit that? <laughs> Are you fucking happy? You're not good at it, so you hate it. I'm not good at it, so I don't like it. I don't want to play Warzone. I only like things that I'm good at and that make me feel better dummy. about myself. I want to go backstage. <laughs> I want to go backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the bathroom in this Let's game? Let's see if we can take this fight backstage and see how well you do. Why can't I fight in the loading dock? <laughs> All right. There's, I mean, there's not a whole lot more I, I have to say I can about understand it. where you're coming from with it. it. And it's not the best game ever. It's The graphics are, you know, PS1 graphics for the time. But um, but what I don't think anyone's ever going to forgive me for is the last game on our list. Um, Which is really a series. It's a of series games. of games. Yeah. Save the best for last, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I... I don't know if I'm alone in this or not, but I am sure that most of these games are critically acclaimed yeah. and or fan favorites. Everybody freaking loves this. I am not going to say Super Mario World. That's actually one of my favorite games. What I am going to say is Sonic games. Oh. Boss music, you and know, to be like, clear, this this is going to go deeper than like the 1990s schoolyard. Like, I like Mario and Sonic and beat up Mario. Sonic eats chili dogs. Yeah, but Mario took Sonic's shoes, and now he can run as fast as Sonic. <laughs> no, oh god. Someone's so, uncle worked at Nintendo, and they're like, "Well, there's going to be a game where Mario fights Sonic, and he." Rips his fucking head off. I don't know why Roger always says that he works at Nintendo. What is he trying to prove? <laughs> Gets him a free personal pan pizza. Just let him have this, please. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's some 90s, 90s reference time. <laughs> remember this? All right. <laughs> you remember? Um, we should just have a segment called Remember This, and it's not even jokes. We just say things from the 90s. Hey, remember Book It? Hey, remember uh, Jay Leno on The Tonight Show? Yeah, uh, you remember uh, that one time uh, Ross Pro was? <laughs> remember Gak? I remember Gak. You remember Gak? Anyway, this has been Do You Remember? Uh, I remembered. So Sonic. I'm telling you, Sonic. You're right. with Sonic. Every kid that had... I never had a Genesis growing up. I had a Super Nintendo, so obviously I'm a big Mario guy. Like, Super Mario World was my very first video game ever, and it was brand new with a brand new Super Nintendo. One of the best Christmases I ever had, you know, growing up. I'm not religious or anything, but, like, we had Christmas celebration. But, um, like, I almost quit video games entirely because I couldn't figure out how to do the jump with Super Mario. <laughs> and then my grandma taught me to do the jump with Super Mario. I'll never forget it. And uh, I finally did it, and that's why I'm still into it this day. I still have the same copy of Super Mario World. I'm looking right at it, somewhere in this array of shit that I'm looking at here. Um, I still have my original Super Nintendo. I'm so sad that I'm not a child anymore. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting at, though, is I had that. Other kids, much cooler-looking kids with Iron Maiden posters on their walls, had Genesis. And everybody had fucking Sonic the Hedgehog for Genesis. I didn't even play that fucking game at all until... I mean, I may have played it once or twice, like, in a cursory way, but I didn't actually sit down and try to play Sonic till I was well into my late 20s. And I gotta tell you, it's... The colors are great. The music is amazing. Oh, yeah. I love the music. Perfect. In fact, if you get the old uh, high-definition Genesis, one of the first models, I think, um, and then you plug in headphones... Headphone 3.5 millimeter jack to the two RCA connections, and then you put that in your old TV and get pure stereo out of it instead of just dual mono. My god, it's amazing! It's life changing. You gotta try it anyway. That's the good part about it. The bad part about it is just, just like you may as well just be sitting there watching the demo because whatever you're doing with the buttons doesn't matter too much because every five seconds you have to speed up faster than the human eye can see. And you're trying to go through all these loop-de-loops and stuff. And when you land one, it's cool. But half the time, you run 
up the side, and then you curve back down, and nothing happens. Because you weren't going fast Because you weren't enough going fast enough. Because yeah. you have to know instinctively from, like, hundreds of times going through the same level where the little bounce box thing that you got to hit is. That boing, the springboard boings you up and puts yeah. you on the thing. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I don't enjoy it when I see him go around the, like, ribbon loop-de-loop parts. That's neat. Because that's really cool, like, and you're collecting all the rings and stuff. But, like, there's also not a chance that you're not going to collect all those rings. Yeah. Plus, every time you get hit, you lose all the rings that you ever got, instead of just, like... Which, I guess, is better than Mario, where you get hit, like, twice and you're dead. Or once and you're dead, depending on the game. But, like... You know, that's annoying. And then you have to piss around and try to <laughs> collect all the rings that you just lost, and... Like the, the that part is kind of weird. It's like somebody just dropping their stuff at the store and then being like, oh, and like, sh- like having to shuffle to get it real quick. Yeah, exactly. Before it like evaporates, and you're, not, <laughs> you're gonna pay for that. Oh yeah, prove it existed. <laughs> um, also, why are you a robot? The uh, the bosses in Sonic, like you know, the art is awesome. You know, the music is awesome. All these things are awesome. It's the gameplay. It's just bad. It's just like you can't. Get through. I mean, there's diehard Sonic players, just like there's diehard Lester the Unlikely players. You can be a diehard player of anything you want to be, but it doesn't mean that the game is good for everybody and that it's a nice, enjoyable result. I mean, Sonic's one of the most common games out there, and it is the most common Genesis game, and everyone loves it, but I just... You can't love what doesn't give anything back to you. When you're pushing the buttons, you want the things to happen, and they just don't happen. That's why I don't like Sonic, and I'm not just talking about the first one, I'm talking about all the Sonics I've tried. Can't even get into stuff like the Dreamcast Sonic, because that's in sort of like a realm Different. of its own. Yeah. And, um, there's that one Sonic game that's like universally lauded. Uh, it was just called... Uh, are, you, oh, are you talking about the one everyone hates? Yeah, the one everyone hates. Uh, it was just word. called Sonic the Hedgehog, but it was... Uh, most people call it Sonic 2006 or Sonic 06. The Xbox or something, right? Yeah, Xbox 360, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a fucking mess. Oh my god. That's that's a hilarious mess. If you've ever watched like any of the long plays of that, it's... Uh, yeah, it's whew, bad. That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> that's, that's rough. But all the in-between stuff... I mean, Sonic's a great character. I'm sure there's a lot of great things about all the games. I haven't beaten every single Sonic game, so you know this is just my opinion based on what I've played. But it's just... It's too fast in all the wrong spots, and there's too much you got to memorize to to get far into the game. And you know, when you get there, it's just kind of lackluster. You know, it's it does, you don't have the like neat little backstory or anything. I mean, there is one, but it's it's not elaborate or anything. And the bosses are are real fun, but they're not terribly difficult to beat. And when they are difficult, they're like Battletoads difficult. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> very extremely difficult. Like I think there's one that's like the fourth boss or something on one of the games is like this giant tank looking thing and you just have to hit all the different little parts which sounds cool but like Sonic does two things jump and dash real fast yeah you know and that's like it just you can't control it like it's not like Mario's cape where you can kind of like whoop 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 or something like it's just like jump dash or jump and don't dash you know I don't know that's the problem I have with it so I'm not going to say it's 100% terrible it is the most shocking part of this entire thing that we just talked about because everyone <laughs> loves Sonic, but um, but yeah, I, I'd go for Mario any day of the week. Mario can beat Sonic. No, uh, my uncle works at Sega. Yeah, well, at least I got a. Why did that? No one's uncle worked at Sega. No, they didn't. Everyone's that, uncle that was worked all at their uh, like Tindo. like Quaker relatives. They all worked at Sega. <laughs> what? The ones that just never speak to anyone. Oh, that they were just yeah. silent all the time, and that's why we never heard about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Don't you hate it when you drop the rings <laughs> and they disappear? I will say, um, I mean, I Sonic's another one that I enjoy from your list, but um, you do have a good point, though, and I this was something I've noticed, especially in the first Sonic game, uh, the pacing you talked about. It's... God. You're going fast, and that feels good when you go fast. Like, hey, I'm going real fast. Woo, it's kind of cool. And then it'll just kind of stop. Like, you come up to a wall. Like, you're running, and you do a loop-de-loop, and you do the little turny things, and it's like, oh, shit. And you're, you go flying up in the air, and you collect a bunch of rings, and then you land, and then there's, like, a like a platform you have to jump. Like, you have to stop. You jump on a platform. And it, it goes from being, like, especially the first game, it can't decide if it's going to 
be just a non-stop fucking woo experience where you're just running a lot, or if it's going to be a traditional platformer and it tries to do both at the same time. And you see that most in the first game when you get to the second zone, which I think is Blue Crystal Zone? or No, not Blue Crystal. Uh, Marble Zone. Uh. Yeah, Marble Zone is the second one, and it, there's none of the running elements all of a sudden. It's just a platformer. But... Sonic is, like, his movement is designed toward, you know, slowly building up speed. Yeah, like it's so, a jump dash. That's yeah, what got. He, he moves at, like, a weird speed. He's not fast all the time, because you just you have to run a little bit for him to build up that speed. But he's still at this awkward kind of thing where he's he his movement clearly wasn't designed for it. So, I understand what you mean. I still like the games, but definitely at least some of the earlier ones, it's like it just couldn't really decide what the fuck it wanted to be. No. Yeah, but uh, I think that's our lists. That's it. Um, if you, if anybody out there has either a you know universally reviled game that you really love, or universally loved game that you just couldn't get into or that you hate, uh, send it in. Send it in. We really want some user user content on this show. So anything that you've got, I mean. You know, at this point, you could send us a recipe for muffins and we'd probably include it on the show. I mean, we're just desperate, like yeah. desperately seeking your approval. I gotta be honest, we are completely cut off from outside society as we're recording this, so if you could send us even just messages about what's going on in the world, we have no idea. We, I don't know. Yeah. I We've been locked down in this bunker. Is Bill since, Clinton still president? Since the virus times started, and... So yeah, but, send send us what you got, and uh, what were we gonna call it? Devil Devil World's Advocate, or are we going for Devil's Advocate? <laughs> I think we're just gonna call it Devil's Advocate. All right, yeah. that was a good one though. You can send that to tippingtheturtlegaming at gmail dot com. We're also on Facebook at uh, facebook dot com slash tippingtheturtle, um, and uh, we would love to love to read some of those on air if you have any of those, or if you just uh, want to shit all over Nick because he didn't like Final Fantasy VII oh, or please. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, shit all over him. Yeah, just dump piles on me for that or uh well see i was safer no one yeah gonna, you were safer no like, one's i'm looking I mean, over like, your list and it's like like people like warzone but no one's gonna be like how the fuck dare you say that about Warzone? yeah so i got final fantasy 7 <laughs> mario kart and sonic the hedgehog i have kid icarus i mean again kid icarus and warzone well-received games people like them no one's gonna like come looking for my head. Like the five Icar- Kid Icarus fanboys are gonna like come headhunting for you. Yeah, like. with their like bows and arrows, and they're wearing wings. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, it's been uh, it's been fun doing this, and uh, thank you, know, you for listening. Don't drop your rings. We won't see you at all, but we will. You will hear us next week, and we won't know anything about you. Thank you, auditory viewers. Bye. Bye. Tipping the Turtle is the only retro gaming podcast, but don't Google that. It's hosted by Jeff Silvers and Nick Bryant, with music by Nick Bryant and produced by Jeff Silvers. Follow us at facebook.com slash tippingtheturtle or email us at tippingtheturtlegaming at gmail.com.